0: Safer Bereshit Parshat Vayesei on wage theft and labor justice Parshat Vayesei or and he left encompasses Genesis 28:10 through 32:3 and it tells of Jacob's time after he flees from Beersheba for Haran in avoidance of Esav on his way he has his famous ladder dream in which God promises glory and protection to Yaakov, who in return turns a stone pillar into a kind of proto-temple. He then encounters his uncle Lavan and cousin Rachel and goes to live with them. Here, friends, we see Lavan begin to engage in some employment deception with Yaakov. Jacob agrees to work for Laban for seven years in exchange for the opportunity to marry Rachel, he says, and they seem to him, but a few days because of his love for her. But he has given Leah to marry instead and is made to work another seven years for Laban in order to marry Rachel as well. This is, of course, discussion or condemnation to be had about the issue of what appears like selling human beings as wages, but let's bracket that for this Parsha. With his two wives, plus their maidservants, Yaakov begets 11 sons, Binyamin comes later, and the daughter Dina. Yaakov then offers to work for Laban in return for some animals of his own, the dark-colored sheep, and the speckled and spotted goats. But in the most clear-cut case of Lavan stealing from Yaakov, Lavan goes and removes all the animals that are supposed to become Yaakov's and gives them to his own sons. In telling Rachel and Leah it's time for him to leave Lavan's land and return to his original home, Yaakov states the injustice explicitly. As you know, I have served your father with all of my might. But your father has cheated me, changing my wages time and again. God, however, would not let him do me harm. Friends, in today's terms, we'd categorize what Laban did to Jacob as wage theft. According to the UCLA Labor Center, wage theft is the illegal practice of not paying workers for all of their work, including violating minimum wage laws, not paying overtime, forcing workers to work off the clock and much more. For example, a boss telling an employee to clock out but continue working or to begin working before clocking in That would be wage theft. Restaurant owners stealing tips from servers. Wage theft. Workers not getting their overtime compensation. Wage theft. The Economic Policy Institute has estimated that each year, low-wage workers have over $50 billion taken from them. $50 billion. Work and its complement of rest are sacred in Jewish thought. Here's one fascinating midrash. It teaches, just as the Torah was given in a covenant, so too work, work was given in a covenant. As it says, six days you shall labor and do all your work, but the seventh day is a Sabbath of the Lord your God. Work was given from God in a covenant or a contract, if you will, to make clear that the workplace is not some secular arena, but also a place where God dwells and where ethics matter. It was elevated to a covenantal level or contractual level to demonstrate how much human dignity can be elevated or lowered, raised or destroyed because of various factors in the workplace. Maimonides, the Rambam, explaining the laws of hiring upholds Yaakov as a worker who honorably fulfills his end of the bargain. His Mishnah Torah reads, just as the employer is warned against robbing the wage of the poor workman and against delaying it, so is the poor workman warned against robbing the employer by idling away his time on the job, thus wasting the entire day deceitfully. He must be scrupulous throughout the time of work. Also, he is required to work to the best of his ability, as the upright Yaakov said, here from our Parsha, and Rambam quotes, I have served your father with all my strength. For this reason, he was rewarded even in this world, as it is written, the man became exceedingly rich. Friends, in the Vayetze story, God provides a kind of cosmic restitution. Continue the Genesis quote started by Rambam. The man, Yaakov, grew exceedingly prosperous and came to own large flocks, maidservants and men servants, camels and asses. Jacob tells his wives, God has taken away your father's, father's livestock and given it to me. He goes on to explain that in a dream, God showed him how to guarantee he'd breed the speckled, spotted, and streaked animals that would belong to him. Lavan eventually catches up to Yaakov on his way back to Canaan confronts him for leaving and Yaakov responds with a rant against how he's been treated. Often scorching heat ravaged me by day and frost by night and sleep fled my eyes. Of the 20 years I spent in your household I served you 14 years for your two daughters and six years for your flocks and you changed my wages time and again. Had not the God of my father the God of Abraham and the fear of Yitzhak been with me you would have sent me away empty handed, but God took notice of my plight and the toil of my hands and he gave me judgment last night. God gives judgment on behalf of Jacob in Genesis we just read, but today we can't count on divine intervention per se to rectify wage theft. It is our responsibility to ensure that those who give their time, blood, sweat and tears for the products and services that we all consume get the compensation that they were promised. One of the difficulties in addressing this problem is that it is complicated to achieve wage justice on a mass scale. When unpaid wages are spread across many companies in total and total in amounts that are ineffective to sue for on an individual level, recovering stolen wages is often a futile task. Despite the challenges, the Economic Policy Institute advocates for the following important actions. Number one, implement legislation to improve pay transparency. Number two, increase penalties for wage theft violations. Number three, support strong government enforcement of wage and hour laws. And number four, protect workers from retaliation when they report violations. And lastly, number five, although we could share more, protect worker rights to collective and class action. In the biblical story, Yaakov, born in the land of Canaan, is an immigrant in Padanaram. Right? Today, immigrants, especially those working on farms and in the back of restaurants, are at a higher risk of wage theft. Our friends, whose rights are uncertain, uncertain, can be the most easily abused. And this fire into the COVID-19 pandemic, we owe it to our essential workers, the ones who put themselves at risk for the security and comfort for the rest of us, to make sure they are able to take care of themselves and their families. At the end of this Parsha, Yaakov and Lavan make a kind of contract between themselves, sealed with a sacrifice and shared meal. Jacob agrees not to mistreat Rachel and Leah, and they each promise not to harm the other. In this covenant, God, Godself, self, is the witness. But in a world in which the de facto God is shareholders and profit margins, we are all tasked with becoming the witnesses. May we do this holy work together. Shema.